When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEM Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lifter. Good morning and welcome to a very special edition of Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tassie. It, of course, is Good Friday. And, well, most radio people would have had today off. It's a public holiday, but the hardworking men of the Jack and Flash show, self-promotion there, uh, back here in the studio for another Friday morning to chat all things sport, and of course, I am joined down there in Tasmania by the main man, David Flash. Lithgow Flash, how are you? Good morning, mate. Happy Easter, everybody out there. Good Friday today. A good day, good Friday down here, literally. Um, always have a little music, little festival, uh, Jackie Boy. That's where I'll be this afternoon. At oh. 90s, um, music is a the theme this afternoon, so that's where I'll be. A little bit of local footy around as well. Um, it's good. It is good. And as, as always, we are brought to you, thanks to Harrison Agents, to buy, sell or rent in Tasmania. Search Harrison Agents today. Now, if you want to get involved in the show today, and we always love our listeners out there getting involved, you can give us a call on 1300 1533. Send us a text on 0437 552 535. Or you can shoot us a tweet uh, at SEN But as you mentioned, Flash, big, big week of sport. Some big highlights from this weekend. Have you something come across your eye this week that you, you quite liked? What I want to talk, and we'll get to your barrel, the way you hold that torp. <laughs> I've actually never seen anybody hold the torp like you almost held it like you were just going to flat bat it. So for the listeners, okay, let, let's, so for the, the yeah, well, let's talk about yeah, that. From the listeners out there, I had, I had kicked a torpedo, well, I would have thought the game ceiling torpedo, and goal just after the three quarter time siren. 59.3. They measure that, so I, I think it was nearly sixty. Uh, what, what's your what's your issue with it, or do you? Well, no, just the, just I was watching you, and I was obviously watching it live, and the way you were setting up, and you held the torp like <laughs> it looked like you're on it, completely like you're just going to flat ball it. I'm not sure, but look, well done, mate. You got the result. Have you got your torp license now? Has that been official at the footy club? <laughs> so the story, yeah, the, the story was that uh, Dimmer does hand out torp licenses, and I don't have mine um, and haven't been given it. So, but you know what? <laughs> I've got it now. I've just kicked a big, big goal and just a huge torpedo. Wasn't it a good celebration? How'd too, you so. feel, mate? How'd you feel? Uh, I loved it. I didn't realise there's a great bit of audio there. That the umpire sort of half sledged me a little bit when he asked me what I was doing because you've got to stay down the line of the kick. Um, and he goes, oh, what do you, like, you, you can come off, but you've got to finish up on the line of the kick. I was like, yeah, mate, I'm going to kick a torpedo. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, good luck. And I was like. Yeah, was it though? Mo for mine. I don't think he was sledging you. I think he was just pretty. Well, you think it was encouragement? No, I think it was semi-encouragement. Yep. Semi-encouragement there. No, it was good. It was good fun to. to, to it's good. Good, good fun to, to see you back, mate. 
knock a big barrel home. Great to be back out there in front of the fans as well. Uh, well, this this is one of my highlights from the week. And uh, oh, of course, yeah. we spoke about it last week. Is your appearance in the uh, in the basketball the media versus uh, mm. what was it? The media versus the um, celebrities celebrities uh, basketball game for Canteen down there raising money, which of course raised some cash down there for for Canteen. Now, I didn't realise that this game was going to be recorded, so it got sent through to me via Twitter. A very good friend of ours. Uh, Alex Johnson, who works at Win TV, who actually commentated he's the, bo- the game. He's the boss of Win TV. Actually. He's the boss of Win TV. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll give him the pump up. He's the boss of Win TV. And this little bit of audio is something that I had cropped up for the show today. Selling more houses than just about anyone in the game. Look at him go. Oh! oh a bit of razzle-dazzle! Give him three points a bit for of it. razzle-dazzle! And he's working hard to get back for the board as well. So let's break this down. Let's break this down. So some audio, great audio there, and thank you to, to AJ for, for commentating the game and then flicking that across to us. Run us through what's happened just there in, the, in that bit of audio. Um, look, I was trying to push the pace a little bit. We were a little bit in trouble, a little bit outmatched by the, um, the Wayne McDaniel-led celebrities, by the way. The Big Mac, didn't he show up late with a couple big corner 20-footers, just to remind a few, but... Look, I just yeah. It, um, look, in fairness, I, I went uh, at the, the Lord Mayor of Hobart, who's about five foot four. Uh, took it to the hole, little spin move, finished on the left, which is a rare thing. If I'm being genuinely honest, <laughs> I rarely look. I can still get to the hole at will, but I cannot finish on this occasion, my son. I did finish, however. So was it premeditated? Uh, not really. No, I just sort of no. tried to get there, a little spin, and finish nicely and. Uh, it was great fun. I think we raised nearly five thousand um, dollars for Canteen, which was the, which is the main thing. But no, look, I've been playing basketball the last uh, a few months, first time in twenty years. Dad Bods um, is that the team you play for? Dad Bods, yes, uh, over at the Grand Bahrain Basketball Stadium. Who I'm sure you're very I familiar with yep. your younger days. Yep. Still there, still uh, hasn't changed rooms, haven't been updated in sixty two years. But that's all good. It's lovely. <laughs> Um, um, I, I wonder, fun, well, mate. I like, great fun, mate. Great fun. Great, I love the fact that you got back on defence too. That's one thing that not, never been a question. In you, you'd nearly get a game at the at the Nets, I reckon, because they do, certainly don't defend over there. But uh, one thing I, I do want to have a uh, quick chat about Flash uh, is it is it is Easter. Uh, what is Good Friday today? Yes. Just off the real quick one: Are you chocolate eggs or a hot cross bun today? I mean, you said you're going to a music festival. You, you, what's the What's your preferred option on, on Good Friday? Uh, I'll be having both. Uh, I've had, as always, fruit buns are in our house all the time. But um, no, having both. I'll be getting home and having some hot cross buns in about an hour and a half when we're, or two hours when we're done here and some chocolates for our pal who, that's what you do with the kids, mate. We oh. might even stash a few outside, do that sort of thing. Are you doing that? Yeah, we'll be, doing that, that we'll be doing that Sunday. We'll be doing that Sunday. The girls will probably be all oh, over she's it. she's all over it at the moment. The big news of the week, Flashman, in the AFL world was the Huge. resignation of Gil McLaughlin. Just, wow. Did that just, it was amazing, wasn't it? It sort of just come out of nowhere, really. It did come out of nowhere, didn't it? And it's, um, look, it's one of those jobs. It's like an AFL coach or a politician. It'd get you eventually, wouldn't it? Like, it's just so darn consuming. How long has he been in? Nine in, years. He's yeah. been the top job for nine years, but yeah. overall he's been there for Two decades. Yeah, a couple of decades at the AFL. Obviously been um, involved as a junior and also doing other jobs yes. at, at, the, at the AFL, but nine he's years. He's not very old. He's not even 50 yet, Gil. I think he's 49. 
Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually not sure how old he is. Mm. Well, the question last week, we sort of sat in this same sort of same seats and, and, and discussed the other big player in the Tasmanian push, which has obviously been pre- Premier Gutwin, who finished up last Friday. What do you make of the fact that both of them have finished up within a week of each other? Yeah, it's interesting, crazy. isn't it? It is interesting. Um, and then goes the question, what does it mean for the Tassie bit? I mean, that's what we're, we're getting at now. And it's interesting with the, the Gill side of things is uh, Mitch Scott, our famed producer who puts the show together for us, said to me yesterday, he said, well, doesn't that actually help the cause for Tassie? They're going to have to pull some buttons. Gill's going to have to finalise a couple of deals before he moves out. So maybe it actually speeds things up. In terms of Peter Gutman, of course, Jeremy Rockcliffe's taken on the role. Uh, he's very much a hard and northwest dairy farmer, um, loves his footy. Um, I don't see an issue from that perspective. I think we'll, this all started with Will Hodgman, of course, beforehand, and I think that'll just roll on nicely. But I'm with Mitch. I thought about this overnight. I thought, yeah, maybe Gil's going to want to rubber stamp this now. He's going to want to go boom and have this done, finished before he moves out. I'm certain of it. Do you? What do you think? Yeah, no, I think it's uh, it needs to. Well, certainly the the vote is going to be in in August, um, yep. so that that will be um, obviously the the thing that says yay or nay whether we we get a side. Yes, I am looking forward to chatting to our new sports minister, the Tasmanian sports minister Nick Street, right after the seven seven thirty news. Sorry, he's going to be coming up, so we're going to be posing these sort of questions to him as well. But um, the the two big things on on Gill's plate before. Um, he finishes up his tenure up at the end of the, the AFL season will obviously be the, the TV rights, um, which uh, apparently there's been some good talks happening there and, and finding what the avenue looks like uh, for, for the next TV deal. And, of course, the Tasmanian bid. So you'd think he'd like to have both of those done. I, the, I just can't get it off off my mind that we know that Gil McLaughlin was in town a, a week and a half ago. Yes. Um, no doubt he would have caught up with, with Premier Gutwin. Um and then within the fa- within a matter of a fortnight, but both men who have been in the the, the two faces of, of this AFL push are now. Oh, you're, so you're suggesting collaborative conversations? No, I just, no I'm not no? suggesting collaborative conversations, but I reckon there may have been a conversation, a bit of the lay of the land, to sort of see where where things are at, and uh, and and maybe. Uh, someone's been given a bit of a word up that this is where 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 it sits. So I mean, we we talked about this at length last week that we think mm-hmm. Premier Gutwin or ex Premier Gutwin Peter Gutwin could be the first president of the of the Tasmanian team, and and maybe yes. there's an inside word. I'm not saying that I know anything. I'm sort of more spitballing just to find that that maybe there's there's more there to the to the fact that Gil was in town a, a mere two weeks ago. I think the focus now turns to in terms of Gil's job is who is going to take it. Mm. Um, now, from a Tasmanian perspective, in your case, a Richmond perspective as well, we'd love it to be Benny Gale. I talked to you about this during the week. You're not so sure about that. I know you don't have any inside information, but you just think he's such a proud us-against-them club person that maybe it wouldn't be for him? Is that right? Yeah. No, well, it's interesting. Well, I've actually got a bit of audio here from the senior coach, Damien Hardwick, talking about Brendan Gale taking the top job at, uh, at the AFL. Yeah, Brendan's a star, in my opinion. Whatever Brendan puts his mind to, he's going to succeed. Um, he, you know, is an aspirational leader, which I love. You know, I love working for him here, and he's got, I'm sure he's got our club's blessing. He's got my, my blessing. Um, it's sort of hard to think of our club without him, though, to be perfectly honest, the same as Peggy O'Neill. Um, he's been such a strong supporter of, of our football department, but our club in general. So, um, look, I'm sure the AFL have a very, very good look at him, but um, I reckon they'll struggle to find a better man than Brendan Gale. 
And it, you've only got to look oh, at the strong shoot. words there from the coach. It's, I had heard It's that. funny that the, se- the senior coach has um, given his... He's uh, endorsed anymore, he's given, he's given his, um, oh, I suppose, his permission to go and seek the, the top job at the AFL. But you've got to look at Brendan Gale's, um resume. He worked at the AFLPA and was the CEO of the AFLPA uh, for a, a long time there. Um, he's got a legal background. Now he's worked at Clubland for, for well over a decade and been really successful in terms of uh, obviously, the on-field success is there for everyone to see, but um, reducing debt to eliminate mm. debt, 100,000 members. He's a football person. There isn't a better CEO in terms of ready to walk in and, and, and take the job. It'd be interesting to see, I don't know, whether he wants that job um, and how it how it's sort of, I mean, for us, if we're for Tasmanians, and we've oh. spoken about this at length with, with the people that we've had on this program that are involved in AFL and have been involved in AFL for Tasmania, if you wanted to have a CEO of the Tasmania Football Club kicking off, there's no better person than Benny Gale, is there? No question. It's a really fascinating conversation that's going to happen over the next, well, what, several months. When when do they actually start to put in place the successor? Have they put a timeline on that? No, no timeline yet, but I assume no. that it would probably be happening as we speak, David. Mate, well, maybe they've taken the day off. Andrew Dillon, QC? Yeah, no. It, it, well, so it, the other potential candidates are Travis Old, who obviously works in fixturing at the AFL, Andrew Dillon, uh, high up at the AFL, Brendan Gale, we have mentioned, Kylie Watson-Wheeler, uh, the Bulldogs president and the managing director of Disney Australia and New Zealand. So a big, big job there. Uh, and Collingwood board member Christine Holgate, of course, worked at Australia Post. Uh, yes. The MCC CEO, Stuart Fox, who has a great resume as well, worked at Clubland, was the uh, CEO at Hawthorne, and also has worked at Geelong. And of course, people have been speaking about Eddie McGuire, but Eddie McGuire has ruled himself out from that there. So, I mean, in terms of the potential candidates, it's a, it's a healthy list yes. to, to pick from. Um, and I quite like the idea of, of maybe going down the fact of, of having a, a female CEO. Definitely. Uh, obviously, definitely. with the game growing... Um, in that in that area and and, and with the the W uh, sorry the AFLW, then maybe this it is the time to to appoint um, a lady into the top position and and really continue that push uh, into AFLW and and obviously it's a it's a big big job and big shoes to fill. If Benny did leave Tigerland, um, give me his legacy in in thirty seconds. What he's meant oh, to this Oh wow. Yeah, the CEO probably says it to be honest, but like the things that the intangibles that you can't see, uh, the culture that he leaves behind is probably the one thing that um, there's no metrics on. Uh, the, yep. the, just the general feel and the general vibe around the club, the confidence in every department um, with the way that we've been led, uh, and and you certainly you can that goes hand in hand with Peggy O'Neill and and, and Damien Hardwick and and Trent and. A little bit of myself and, and all those sort of senior people and key figures at a football club is that um, now everyone just walks a little bit taller and knows what success is and knows how to get to the, that successful place. So um, certainly it'll be really interesting where, where it does play out and if Benny does get the job, be interesting to see what happens at, at the Tigers as well. Fascinating. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash, with Jack Revolt and David Lithgow.
Welcome back to Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tassie. Of course, it's Good Friday Day and a whole host of Good Friday football. But last night, Thursday night football up at the Gabba, the Pies travelled up there. They had a reasonable record up at the Gabba. Flashman and, of course, uh, Brisbane held on for a seven-point win over Collingwood. Joe Danaher and Jordan Ngoi both kicked four goals. Zach Bailey kicked three and a couple of young players for the Collingwood Football Club who... I like the look of uh, Nathan Kruger and Ruth McInnes kicked a couple as well. As always, the journeyman, 169 games in a row. This man's played Jack Crisp. He had 36 touches. Uh, Lockie Neal finds himself with 33 and a goal. Probably one of the best players on the ground. What did you make of uh, last night's game? Actually, Flash, before I get your thoughts on it, I want to give a big shout out to Dodgers Ferries, Dodgers Ferries own. Of course, yep. played a little bit of football at the Hobart Football Club. Jeremy Howe, a human... Boy. A human highlight reel. Played his oh. 200th game last night. And it was his 100th game for Collingwood. So he's, uh, I saw a, saw a little tweet last night that he's the fastest person to 200 games We're playing 100 games at, at, at two different clubs. So, of course, played 100 games at Melbourne, then wound it up there and got traded to Collingwood where he's played his 100th game and his 200th last night. You know, unfortunately, a loss for him and a win for the Brisbane Lions. What did you make of the game, Flash Man? Yeah, the Pies are pretty good, weren't they? I mean, it looked for all money as we were rolling through the second and third quarters that they just kept extending the margin, extending the margin. Lockie Neal in that second quarter was just... They've been tagging him the last three or four weeks. He looked like he had a free run. He had about 15 in the second quarter, setting the play up. They're, they're really good. They're becoming now so mature, Brisbane, aren't they? You you look at those guys down the down the list a little bit that were 20, 21. They're now 23, 24, the Zach Barleys of the world. They've still got the veterans, you know, at the right at their right form, Yuzorkos, etc. Adams is playing a role, which has been... He's been a good pickup when he plays. Um, Garden McStay and those types, but... I thought the pies are pretty good. Yeah, um, no. The pies are good. They're, they're, they're going to do this really well, this little rebuild thing under your old mate. Yeah. Um, it's good. Good story. It is a good story. And Craig McRae's gone in there and certainly shaken up the joint. They've had three losses in a row now. Obviously started with two really, really big wins at the start of the season. But... They were unlucky against the Cats. They should. They well. They should have won against the Cats. I, I yes. shouldn't say unlucky. They they mm. just had a poor last quarter against the Geelong Football Club, and you'd sit, they'd be sitting three and one before last night's result. But they last night Pendlebury was big early. You say Lockie Neal didn't have uh, didn't get tagged early on. Pendlebury was the man to to go to him. But but you're right. Brisbane are, are around the mark again, aren't they? They're going to be one of the better sides again. I think they are. So if we're looking at our um, hot ladders, I mean, Melbourne we still think is absolutely clear. Um, maybe Brisbane on the next line. I mean, obviously they're second at the moment, but maybe they're the closest challenges, and especially in terms of that age demographic. They're probably a year or 18 months advanced on the Swans, for example. The Cats, are they still too old? Um yeah, they're good. They're good. They're going to be hard to beat. Gee, they're well coached. Chris Fagan. Doesn't he look lean, Chris Fagan? How, how good a nick son. does he look? Jeez, he looks in good nick. <laughs> I think it's the same. It was very funny last night. Dane Zorko was going bunter. Absolutely bunter at the bench. Is he a pest on the, on the field, is he, Zorko? He looks oh, just like he's got he a little bit weaselly got, uh, slash ill in him, has he? Yeah, no. He's, uh, <laughs> well, what is he? 175 centimetres. That, 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 he's definitely right in the category. That? But what's that got to do with it? Small man syndrome. Small right. man syndrome for Dane Zorko. He just gets a little bit angry every now and then, obviously, being a great leader for the uh, Brisbane Lions up there. But 
Chris Fagan had to settle him down something last night because he was going bunter. <laughs> Another player that's just come in and yes, wow, this kid has just come in and gone absolutely bang. That, of course, is young Dacos. So oh, he's had 27 gee. last night. He had 33. He is he's, he's nearly an absolute Monty for the rising star, surely. And by the way, what about how his brother's going with him too? He's almost going on the journey. His brother's output in comparison to the previous two years is a significant upgrade. They Both of them so clean. Nick, when the ball, he has so much time, Jack, doesn't he? Like he's, A, he's super what clean. What a kick. Oh, my gosh. Do you he, think, is it possible? He is special. Is it possible that they could be 1-2 in the BNF right now? They've both oh, I think been it, fantastic. Yeah, I think it, I think it's I think it's actually a lock that's where they would be. Isn't it so good for footy um, to see this stuff happening? I mean, I, I don't I don't really not quite old enough to remember his old man too well, but we've seen the highlight packages and what a what a mercurial player he was, and then the offspring, and this is what we have. Josh has taken a bit of time to come on, hasn't he? Like he he's twenty three. He he he's not doing it like Nick, who's just come in and he's just. Absolutely ready-made. Certainly, certainly is. A couple of the talking points last night. Darcy Gardner, the uh, hard and mm. key defender for the Brisbane Lions, was reported for rough contact on Josh Davis. Uh, Josh Dacos, sorry. Yes. He's in trouble, isn't he? Well, it's stupid. Just proper dumb. Um, is it enough? I heard uh, SEN's own David King saying last night he probably should get two for it. Um is it enough to be suspended, what he did? Is it oh, – I'm a bit borderline. I'm not – by the way. So you think one of the no weeks? Thing, no, I'm saying super dumb, not condoning anything. But will he – does he get a week, definitely? I think I'm not sure. I think you'll get a week. I think you'll yeah, get a week. Will. And, and I'll tell you what, it's very, very, very – did you say sucked in if he does? Well, <laughs> it's just lucky. dumb. But it's dumb. How dumb it, was it? What are you uh, doing, it, mate? If Josh Dacos is injured at all, which he wasn't. Whiplash, he had a big – It's four his, weeks. Yeah, that's right. It's that's a oh, huge risk, and and gone yeah. are the days of, I mean, you probably see that a little bit more now. With uh, well, you see that a bit more back in the day with the key forward just absolutely mowing yes. down someone getting in front. Of, oh, I'm thinking of plug a locket, just Barry creaming Hall. some Barry Hall, <laughs> uh, just absolutely creaming someone in front of them, and and you just can't do it anymore. Maybe. I would you have rem- what would you have done? Would you have chested up, re- remonstrated with Gardner? Would you or would you? You're me? a fake. You're a fake fighter anyway. You never look like 100. <laughs> Joe Danaher. <laughs> Joe Danaher went in for the fight and then all of a sudden shot out the back and was man oh, in the mark. Yeah, and then did, yeah. paid fifty was from the goal line. Then he ran about five meters over the mark to try and spoil them, and they gave away another fifty. Gentle soul, still gentle soul, Joe D. I reckon this is on the watch list too. I'm telling you right now. Okay, I, t- I, now. I floated this last week. The memo from the AFL came out about the 50-metre penalty, and they felt it got a bit softer. Yes. Harris Andrews gave away a 50 for opening his palms and giving the sort of, oh, why is that a free kick? As a Too far demonst- for you? Oh, spell, come on. It happens about 50 times a game. Sure. We're going to be seeing 50s yeah. left, right and centre. So the people watching the two games today, let's see. Watch list, watch list watch, edition. Watch, okay. watch just, list. Right on. Now, Flashman, I've had this one come in off the text line, and that have these people have been texting left, right, and centre. You oh, yeah. think they'd be texting in about the football last night, or texting in about maybe the cricket or something like that? But they've texted in to know singlet or no singlet flash, or maybe the t-shirt under your singlet with your massive pipes. Quigs from Launceston. What, what was the what was the get up that you were running in the charity basketball game last week? Uh, good morning to Quigs. Thanks for the message. Um, 
Look, I just had a signal on. I mean, I'm in terms of obviously physically, I've never been overly gifted. Uh, I played 270 games of pretty rubbish football and really never got over 71 kilos. And keep in mind, folks, I'm six foot three. Jesus wasn't good to me on this Easter time. He wasn't good to me uh, when I was born. I had the singlet on, though. I've actually career weight of 80 kilos at the Any moment. Any gym I'm action not... beforehand? Did you get in there and no pop gym it up? Just to... Well, have a look at me. I've got no gym in me. Come on. Let's not. Well, the Harlem Globetrotters are in town, Flash. They're coming well, They're coming in July, I think, they're coming down. I saw a great uh, – geez, Brent Costello absolutely loved getting around him the other night, didn't he, doing a little – Up on his toes, wasn't yeah, he, Breno? Tippy, tippy mm. toes yep. for Breno. <laughs> <laughs> you fill in? Could you fill in for them, do you reckon? Just, oh, that's that spin move. And for the people that want to want to see it, go to uh, – you'll be able to find it on one of our social media pages. And we might even tweet yeah. – I'm going to get the I'm gonna get the whipping boy out the back here to clip it up. He just gave me a dirty little call him the whipping boy. <laughs> clip it up and we'll put it on our SEN Tazzy of you. We could create a gif of you just doing the big blind turn and then, then just shooting up. Just as long as you leave out uh, a couple of my misses on buzzer beater, which went over the back of the backboard, I was a little <laughs> that bit was funny. as well. Uh, can you give us a actually? Can you give us a box score? I wouldn't mind knowing what your box score was because no, I've got no um, doubt that you have certainly got every stat you, right down to the detail. As you know, I do keep a decent memory of these things. Look, I was about probably four points, two from six from the field, uh, three steals, six boards, seven dimes. Um, pass, 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 pardon? Seven dimes. Well, the game's there, mate. If you want to go back and tally it up yourself, very much a pass-first operator. Couldn't shoot a lick, as we know, so very happy to get people involved. Before I go to the break, did, how many times have you rewatched it on YouTube? I've watched it once. And comment, have you dubbed over your own commentary? No, what would I do that? Alex Johnson was outstanding. His um, team, I loved it. It was good. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Welcome back to Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tassie. And as always, you can give us a call on 1300 42 15 33 or text us on 0437 Shoot us a tweet during the week if you want at SEN Tassie. Now, Flashman, we have always had very, very good government relations here. Um, I think we've we've been very, very well serviced by the government and have enjoyed listening to our show. In fact, I think most of the ideas for what the government decided to do with Tasmania Sport come from this program. Oh yeah, and no doubt about that. Many, many, many an idea have we put into Premier Test ex- cricket in Hobart, ex Premier Peter Gutwin's head. Uh, so, and and uh, well, it's been a big change up, obviously, with with uh, Premier Gutwin leaving uh, politics. Uh, of course, Jane Howlett stepping down from being the sports minister, and yes. the new man on the block, the new Tasmanian sports minister, of course, is Nick Street, and he joins us on the line. Nick, welcome to the program. Thanks, Jack. I didn't realise you were one of my sports advisors, but good to talk to you. Well, happy to be on the payroll, mate. No, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm happy just to be on the roll, just to be be, be doing it for free, because it has been a fruitful well, six to, to nine months in Tasmanian sport. But, uh, mate, you've only been in the job now for, for, for nearly a month. How's it been? Uh, look, it's been full on, but really good. Uh, there's plenty of, plenty of work to do, plenty of things to get across. But I think, um, like you said, Peter as Premier, Jane as the former Minister, have set the direction really well. And we've just got to make sure that we actually land these things now. 
Now, before we get into to chatting all things Tasmanian sport, what's your own sporting background? You, what's the uh, what's the sport that you plied your trade at early on? I come from a hockey family. Played hockey as a kid from about the age of five. Loved um, loved every minute of it. From about the age of ten to fifteen, all I ever wanted to do was play hockey for Australia at the Olympics. Uh, the only thing that stopped me from doing that was a lack of ability. Um, and then cricket, cricket in the summer until I was about thirty years old, and the body gave up on me. So now it's just stick to the golf course. Now, uh, obviously, the um, the big news out of. Uh of uh, well, the AFL world um, is the the resignation or Gil McLaughlin tendering his re- resignation at the end of this current season. Have you had any contact with Gil as sports minister? Uh, did you know it was coming, and did it catch you by surprise? Oh, look, it caught, caught me up by surprise, like it caught everybody by surprise. I think I hadn't spoken to Gil as the sports minister, but I know that Peter had a very good relationship with Gil as the CEO of the AFL and the Premier of Tasmania. Uh, Jeremy has spoken to Gil uh, since the announcement uh, and we look forward to working with Gil for the rest of the season and then look forward to working with his successor as well. Uh, good morning, Nick. Thanks for joining us, mate. Great to have your company this morning. Um, in, terms of, in terms of, I guess, how far things are down the track, is it, from your perspective, uh, business as usual in terms of where things are at, where things are going moving forward? It's absolutely business as usual, mate. Um, the timeline that's been set out by Gill is for a decision to be made in August. So the fact that Gill's announced that he's going at the end of the season means that he'll still be in charge when the when the decision is hopefully made in our favour in August. Uh, I'm still confident that Gill and the Commission will recommend to the club presidents that Tasmania be granted the 19th licence and then it'll be up to the presidents to make a decision. But we're, um, we're working hard with the task force, um, with Alistair Clarkson's support to put that case to the presidents that we can be in addition rather than a drag on the competition. I've talked about this a little bit. Do you feel like, and I'd I'd like your opinion on the Jack Jumpers as well, but do you feel like what's happened with basketball and Tasmania has a little bit accelerated the things in terms of the footy? Um, you know, basketball. We're watching these kids at the moment, the under-18 carnival. They're, they're beating New South Wales Metro. We know how uh, such a big impact it's having. And footy probably has to respond in a little way. Um, do you think that process, from your perspective, has maybe sped things up a fraction? I hope, I hope that what it's demonstrated to the AFL is that, um, that what we said is that if you build it, they'll come. Uh, and the success of the jack jumpers, and then, like you talked about, it, what it's done is drive driven participation through the roof of basketball in Tasmania. And you know, the jack jumpers aren't even through their first full season yet. You're already seeing the fruits of that at the under 18 championships with the quality of the team that we're able to put on the court. So, I don't know whether it's accelerated the AFL's thinking, but I hope what it's demonstrated to them is that if they put an AFL team in Tasmania, it'll drive participation at the grassroots level particularly with kids, and that we'll see more kids drafted to the AFL and the AFLW if they provide a team of their own. Uh, we are, of course, chatting here to the new Tasmanian Sports Minister, Nick Street. Now, now Nick, two relatively new people involved in uh, in the area of, of the AFL and the, and the licence push, of course, yourself, and the new Premier, Jeremy Rockliffe. Have, were you over um, the, port, the, the actual uh, push for a team prior to coming in, or has it sort of been... 
had to be expediated to you quickly. What's going? Here's here's what's happening. Um, these are the areas that we need to get better at, or these are the areas that we need to have this final push in. I there there are areas of the, the actual push that I've needed to get over, but I've been a strong proponent of the AFL. Um, giving Tasmania its own team. I joined the Parliament in 2016 and in my maiden speech to Parliament advocated that one of the things that I wanted to see in my time in Parliament was a Tasmanian team in the AFL and the AFLW. Uh, So I've taken a strong interest in it for for six years as a parliamentarian, but before that as well. Um, So as a personal interest, I've kept up with what needs to be, with what's being done and what needs to be done going forward. The technicalities of it and the process itself, obviously I'm learning as I go, but Jeremy and I are as passionate about Tasmania getting its own team as Peter was. Um, I sat in Cabinet for the last month with Peter while he talked through what was going on, um, and Jeremy and I will continue to do the work that Peter started. Perfect. That's uh, well. I think that's music to to our ears, Flashman. To know that we've got another passionate Tasmanian in the push for an AFL license. Now, the, the, the Gill mandate. There's a mandate on Gill to obviously have the decision before his tenure does finish up at the end of the football season. Do you, do you see the lay of the land now um, as him saying that he will wind up at the end of the year as a as a green light that that this is going to happen, or are you still a little bit iffy that there may be something else? Oh, there's still maybe things to, to play out. I'm very, very hopeful. I was hopeful before Gil made his announcement. I'm still hopeful now that the decision will be the right decision will be made in August. Uh, I think it would be a terrific legacy piece for Gil in his last season to grant a license to the last traditional football state that doesn't have a team. So, um, I'm I'm hopeful that Gil's announcement during the week won't have any effect on the decision that's made. And if it does have an effect, I hope it's a positive effect that Gil sees that he can leave a lasting legacy on the competition by recommending to the club presidents that they do the right thing and grant Tasmania the team it deserves. Nick, uh, I touched on the Jack Jumpers 4 and I really love to hear your thoughts on the on the process and the program and everything that's happened there over the last couple of years. Um, I'm sure you've been to a game or two. I certainly hope you have. I'll be disappointed if you haven't because it's, it's something else. As anybody that's been there, it's a raucous atmosphere, well led by Scott Roth and, and Simon Brooker has done a tremendous job. Um, what does it mean to you as a, as a fan and just as a Tasmanian watching the development and the, the unearthing of the Jack Jumpers? I, um, I remember as a kid going out to watch the Tassie Devils, David, um, and it Didn't was such just. a tragedy. Such a um, such a tragedy when that team when that team folded for, for Tasmania. I think that the Cedar Jack has come into the competition. Um, even I've been surprised at um, at the level of connection that they've been able to establish with the community in such a short time. Um, and that that's besides the success that they've had on the court. I think the real success of the Jack Jumpers, like you said, is the crowd involvement in the games, the connection that Scott Roth has made with the Tasmanian community in nine months has been unbelievable. Um, the players have become household names in Tasmania and the actual presentation of the NBL is something that I think a lot of other sports can learn from as well. The game day experience out there is just absolutely phenomenal and I would say to people, if you haven't had a chance to get out there, then um, you know, 
make sure at some stage that you do take your kids along and see what's going on out there because it's absolutely phenomenal. Certainly is a fantastic atmosphere out there. And if you can't get out there, of course, listen right here on SEN Tassie because our man, David Flash Lithgow, does a fantastic job at calling it. Now, as the as the national sport grows, and obviously um, the Jack Jumpers are a great exponent of that, um, comes the interest in local sport. We already know that there's some Tasmania teams out there in cricket and basketball that are doing fantastic well on the national stage at the moment. The the challenge now with the facilities and, and getting everything up and about, is that on the forefront of your, your hit list as well? As the as the sports minister, Jack, I've made it clear every time I've spoken that the major priority for the sport and recreation portfolio as minister is grassroots participation, um, particularly with, with kids but with all Tasmanians, getting them active and involved in some sort of sport. And the key to that, as well in terms of driving participation is A, cost, uh, which is why we've got the ticket to play voucher scheme for kids to defray the, um, some of the cost of getting kids involved in sport. But the other thing is making sure the community facilities are up to standard. Uh, so we've had a massive investment of about $30 million through the improving the playing field and levelling the playing field programs down here in the last four years. Um, and we're just starting to see some of those projects come through now and actually provide the community facilities that people have come to expect, which is really important. Well, Minister, we really do appreciate you jumping on board. That, of course, is Minister Nick Street, new Tasmanian Sports Minister. And thank you for, for giving some insight into well, into your new job. Uh, and we wish you best of luck. Appreciate it. Anytime you want me to come on, I'll be here. Very good. Thank you very much. Good on you, Nick. There we thank go. you. Nick Street, the new Tasmanian Sports Minister. Great to have him on board, Flash. I think yep. it's it's good to have. Well, I think it's great from a Tasmanian perspective that we. He sounds passionate, doesn't he? Yes, yeah, and I'm really important that he referenced the Devils back there as a kid, somewhere I was too, yeah, and it yeah, was an yeah, awful yeah, show. He? He, knew, he knew. He knew. That was good. Harrison Agents to buy, sell, or rent in Tasmania. Search Harrison Agents today on SEN Tassie. Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Lifter. Welcome back to Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tassie. Now, Flashman, uh, this one. Yes, pal. Oh, I'll tell you what. There's a new fan favourite down at Tigerland, of course, Liam Baker. Uh, and Greg, off the text line, is texting Jack. What do you think of Liam Baker's courage last week? Of course, did the big intercept, got oh, copped a little errant elbow from Marcus Bontempelli. Or four or five staples in the side of the pill. Uh, plenty of blood. But a little, a little side story to this one, Flashman, is that um, people have been calling Liam Baker Francis Burke after, obviously. Oh. Francis Burke copped that big <laughs> yes. um, knock in the Famous. head. And then taped uh, up. Taped up. And Francis Burke also, um, obviously, famously kicked a goal, with a, or played a quarter with a broken leg. Um, so I was in the uh, in the chamber. Who else did that? Was it Anthony Stevens? Mm, was it sure. St- Stevens? Yeah. Anyway, as you. So um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I lost my mind there. Sorry, uh, mate. No, no, that's right. We were in the uh, in the physio room the other day chatting about this, and um, Liam Baker. I didn't realise. Well, I don't know who he knows who Francis Burke is. He sees him around the around the name around the club, but. Of course, there was that famous. Remember the Toyota. Hang on, what do you mean he doesn't know who he is? Well, no, he, he doesn't sort of know who he is. But yeah, there was that famous moment when Francis Burke did the ad for uh, Toyota and recreated. Yes. I reckon Liam Baker could recreate that now. It was one. Of the, what a great ad segment that was. Yes, 
Yes, yeah, super added segment. You did, did you get on that? Nah. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Nah, no, no, that's not my talk might have made it, though. Yeah. Oh. I've got a favorite. Flat punt. Francis Burke was awesome. Awesome. Um, Steve Wilkes. I think Stephen Curry was the, the actor. That KB was there. good. KB was very funny mm-hmm. as well. But... Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEM Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lifter. Welcome back to a very special Good Friday edition. I hope you're enjoying those hot cross buns out there, everyone. Of course, we are Jack and Flash, and I'm Jack Rout. David Flash Lithgow is on the other end of the line, and we're here thanks to Harrison Agents to buy or sell or rent in Tasmania. Harrison Agents are your mob. Flashman, big second hour coming up, uh, and usually, well, the, this is a yes. bit of a, a difference, really. Usually, it's cricket season. The AFL drop a big bombshell to, to grab the headlines, but... What are we? Round five in the AFL football season and a big bombshell in Tasmanian cricket. That, of course, is that Jeff Vaughan is returning. Stubbsy's. Oh, I thought you were talking about Stubbsy announcing Ryan Harris. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jeff Vaughan is returning to Tasmania to coach the Tasmanian Tigers on a cop this flash. Yes. Five-year deal. Highly respected Jeff Vaughan. Had 18 um, every- months to go on his contract, so yep. interesting yep. one. He leaves the Cricket Australia uh, new look setup, uh, new coaching setup, uh, and of course you just teased it there. Ryan Harris won't be his assistant coach. And Brett Stubbs was pretty keen to run that one out, wasn't he? A couple of days. Yeah, ago, and it got me a bit excited as well. Hot, I think Ryan hot. Harris would be an amazing addition. But look, Jeff Vaughan, yeah, he's yeah very very highly thought of, and looking forward to talking to our next guest who will tell you all about that as well because he's a good friend of his. Yeah, we are. We've got, obviously got, we're going to have Alex Doolan up. In a few seconds here, but I want you to cop this little bit of audio yes. from Jeff Vaughan. I wouldn't have left just for any job. Um, this is a perfect job for me. I love, I have loved my time in Cricket Tasmania. Um, I love, love uh, my time in Tasmania. Um, this is the perfect role for me. I uh, certainly wouldn't have left for any role. Um, I wasn't seeking other roles at all. Hadn't spoken anywhere else. Hadn't been looking um, through some conversations here that... Um, that the perfect opportunity. I think it's a great fit for the organisation. Um, certainly a good fit for, for myself. Headhunter, that's what I'm hearing there, Flash. They've gone out yep. and got their man, Jeff Vaughan, five-year deal. Uh, and to chat all things cricket this morning, we are very, very lucky to be joined by SEN's own cricket commentator, of course, Tasmanian Tigers, former Tasmanian Tigers Oper and former Australian Oper, Alex Doolan. Doolan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jack. Good to be here. Great to have you on board. Firstly, before we start chatting cricket, what's it like calling the cricket with Flashman? Is the uh, do you guys work well together? <laughs> well, I think we do. I, uh, probably not for me to comment on, but um, it's for the listeners to have to put up with us. But um, no, very enjoyable uh, calling it with uh, the Flash. Sometimes you don't have to do a lot because he's very, very good on the mic, as you know. He's very, very good on the mic. He's, go on then. You're going to say something. Come on. What do you want to say, I'm David? just going to say good morning to Alex. Um, great to have you here, mate. Um, this Thanks Jeff you, Vaughan appointment, this will suit you, I would have thought. You're a massive fan of Vaughan's, aren't you? 
Yeah, I am. Um, and I'm not on my own either. I think um, as soon as Jeff landed in Tassie, he just he earned the respect of the playing group. He, he earned the respect of the organisation just through sheer hard work and, and being an all-round good per- person. So um, very happy to have Jeff back. And it probably shows how highly thought of he is considering that they've gone and headhunted him and offered him a, a long five-year deal. What's he going to bring, um, Alex? What's what's Jeff Form bring to, to to the Tasmanian cricket setup? Obviously, you've just spoken about how highly sought after he was from the uh, from the AFL. I was going to say from the Australian cricket team. What's he going yeah. to? Uh, what do the Tasmanian cricketers have to expect when he when he walks in the door in mid May? I, I always thought of Jeff and his his best attributes being a he was a bloody hard worker. Like he put in long hours um, for any batter that, that wanted him. Um, and I always felt that Jeff had your back as well. That you know he was very, very supportive. He'd put his arm around you. But if you needed to kick up the bum, then he was pretty happy to give you that as well. So um, I think you'll get a genuine person who's 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 bloody hardworking and someone who's going to really put the effort in to to set a plan, a structure to allow these boys to succeed. And he had a, a real influence with you in the back end of your career, didn't he, Dules? I remember whether it was a, a local game here at Bill Reeve or some of the interstate games I'd seen with you and him in the nets. And um, what's his greatest strength that and that you got, Adam? And why do the players react so well to Jeff? Uh, I, I purely think it's just the fact that he, it feels like he's got your back. So it doesn't feel like he's blowing smoke up, up your tail. It's... Um, He's working with you. He's working for you. He's he's doing everything that he can to allow you to succeed. Um, and at the end of the day, you've got a good mate to be able to go and sit down with and and speak about the game and have some some truths said to you if uh, if that needs to be the way. But also too, he's there to pick you up if you're feeling a little bit blue. So yeah, I, I developed a really strong relationship with Jeff, and I was very thankful for his friendship and and guidance at the back end of my career because. My career probably stalled until Jeffy got down and and helped me out. Five year deal? Does that surprise you? Big it's, deal. It's a big deal in big in, deal. in the current coaching climate today. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, but um, I don't know. We we see coaches come and go pretty regularly, don't we? Even when they're on contract. So um, yeah, I was a little bit surprised to see the length of it, but I guess it just shows how. You know, highly thought of he is by Cricket Tasmania and, and Don Baker. And, well, I suppose we, we've been through the um, Australian cricket lists and the signings last week in terms of contracts, men's contracts, uh, for the next 12 mm-hmm. months. And no Tasmanians, uh, unfortunately, yeah. received a, a, a deal from the Australian Cricket Board. Is that on the forefront of, of Jeff's job as well, to, to, to get some young talent up there playing test cricket Playing, uh, playing one day cricket and playing T Twenty cricket for Australia. Yeah, I'd imagine so. It's been a um, a, a, a focus for all coaches really since oh, probably about a decade ago. It was always about bringing players through to play for Australia, um, which I don't necessarily agree with. I, I think that you need to be focusing more at home um, and getting getting things in line at, in your own state and winning premierships for Tasmania before before you uh, focus on the next level. But, um, yeah, I'm sure it will be in Jeff's foresight. And we've already got some players there as well. Like Benny McDermott's really starting to hit his straps as a player. Nathan Ellis is um, having a taste of that level. Riley Meredith, the same. 
Um, and then to throw in there, I mean, Jackson Bird's not done yet, is he? Or Peter Siddle, we could probably sneak them back into the... <laughs> Can't top. claim City, can we? Absolutely. He's been down. He's passed the six-month test. He's down. He's Tasmanian. We'll claim him. What about Dool's, um our old mate here at the program, the former Australian captain? I listened to the press conference the other day, and Tim Payne's name came up. Um, is that something you could see a fit there for Pony? Uh, I think um, he's certainly mentioned it before that he wants to get into some coaching. Uh, but to be honest, Flash, I haven't spoken to Tim about what his future holds, um, with certainly his immediate future. Yeah, I think he's probably still just enjoying that time away from the game at the moment and finding his feet and enjoying not having to travel here, there and everywhere and being in front of the media 24-7. So um, I think potentially down the track, I mean, Tim's got a fantastic cricket brain. We all know that. Um, he showed that whilst he was captain of Australia. So um, I'm sure that coaching would fit him very well. And, Dawes, before we let you go, we want to chat a couple more coaching appointments. Um, the, the, bigger, the big appointment during the week was obviously Andrew McDonald, who becomes the Australian. Well, not, not, he's now not yep. the interim coach. He's the full-time coach of the Australian cricket team. What did you make of that news during the week? Yeah, I, I thought well, I could see it coming. Um, pretty uh, obvious transition there with Ronnie coming through Victoria, um, you know, a highly regarded coach in Victoria, Victorian cricket. Um, I saw quite a few tweets and messages that go out that said, you know, congratulations, Ronnie, best best coach I've ever had, etc. So um, I never had the pleasure of being coached by Ronnie, but I, I played a game with him and he always just felt like that calming nature who understood the game, could, could pretty much tell you the way the game was going to pan out after uh, day one. So um, he's highly, highly regarded and I think they've got a good one there. What about the Hurricanes? Dawes, what are you hearing? Ooh, this um, is interesting. Well, there's, uh, Langer's obviously been mentioned, and then uh, the Mercury chief down there, Brett Stubbs, thought Ryan Harris might have been the Tigers. Bum, maybe. Bum, maybe. Bum, maybe. Where's he got that from? Where's he Not got the Ryan Harris mail from? Oh, someone well, maybe, sold him down the path, haven't they? Maybe we'll get him on <laughs> and have a chat to him. But um, look, maybe Ryan Harris is a Hurricanes option. I'm not sure. Langer. Pain again? I mean, what are we hearing there? It's a, it, it's a bit of an open book, that one, at the moment. Yeah, it is. And probably the only one I've heard so far with any credibility was Langer, that yes. they were very keen on getting Langer into the, the fold, which you'd be, you'd be silly not to make that phone call, wouldn't you, and just say, are you keen? But um, I don't know what coaches are out there. I know Michael DiVenuto was also spoken about uh, early doors, but obviously tied up with Cricket Australia. Not sure if he can take that role, but um, yeah, why not Jeff Vaughan? Well, well, there you go. Is 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 that an option as well? I'd love to know what the the conversations at the moment are having yeah. with Don Baker and the crew. I'm not sure. It's rare nowadays that a, a state coach does the the Shield program and the 2020 program just purely through the workload. But um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's an option. Have, before, Alex Doolan. Before we let you go, Alex, I one one question. Oh, you you, you reckon Doolan wow, might be a chance? Uh, before I let you go, uh, where do you reckon Ricky Ponting sits on all this in terms of um, his involvement in Tasmanian cricket? He, he was approached, or we we we're led to believe that he was approached for the Australian coaching job. But is is he playing a little bit of the mastermind at the moment behind Tasmanian cricket? That's a good question. Um, 
I don't know if he's a mastermind behind Tasmanian cricket. I don't know what his involvement at all is with Tassie cricket anymore. But um, I think, you know, Ricky's obviously, he's got a, a really healthy lifestyle at the moment, hasn't he? He gets to do his commentary in the in the summer for for the test cricket in the Australian summer. And then he goes and does his stint at the IPL. And then he gets his family time as well. So uh, I think he's got a pretty healthy setup, and I think he's pretty comfortable with that at the moment. But having said that, if you were able to get Justin Langer down for the Hurricanes, that um, that might entice Ricky to come in in some sort of role because they are great mates, as we all know. Very good, very good. Well, Alex, thank you for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. And best of luck. I think you're, you're on holidays at the moment, but uh, obviously the summer, it comes around pretty quickly. So we wish you best of luck for calling the, the cricket in the next summer. Thanks, Jens. It's been a pleasure. There we are. Good former, on you, former Australian Opa, uh, Alex Dolan, of course, Flash's sparring partner on SEN Test Cricket. Flash, you know, I think Dolan, isn't it? It is. I always think that when he got going, he had beautiful on drive. He always hit the ball straight. He was a good puller and hooker. No, he's good. Good addition. He's good yeah, on the radio. Very good. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Welcome back to Jack and Flash. And we're here thanks to Harrison Agents. To buy and sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Now, Flashman, I did tease this as well just before the 8 o'clock news. Of course, is the Toyota. Yes, mate. The old Toyota memorable moments. Liam Baker thinks that... Is the new Francis Burke, so he deserves to be in a Toyota memorable moment. Um, so I'm going to put the call out there. Send us a text, 0437 555 if you've got a, a memorable moment that you think could be recreated, uh, a la the, the Francis Burke or Jezelenko had a beauty with uh, on the crane. Yeah. That was great, wasn't it? Getting him on the crane. Some have come in already, Leo Barry's mark. Uh, so if you've got one, send us a text, 0437 555 But it is time for a little segment on this. That's right, the Jackies uh, are on the yes. march. We haven't even played <laughs> this weekend, and we've had an amazing Here we result. Go. Flash, an amazing result last Incredible night. Incredible result, uh, yes. Of course, it all looked, after the Kings basically did a number on us last week, it looked like we were... Uh, Going to finish fifth uh, yes. outside of the final four in the NBL finals. Um, but, of course, the Wildcats, who are playing at home last night, were beaten by the Adelaide 36ers, and quite comfortably, too, 12 points to the Adelaide 36ers, which makes tonight's game, whoa, Oof. at My State Bank Arena. Uh, fans can get along flash, is that right? No. So I've got a bone to pick oh, with this. Oh, my goodness. What are you I, talking about? Like, well, this is now the New Zealand Breakers, and they've had a tough year. They haven't been able to play at home. We understand all that. They're currently five wins and 21 losses. Last. And they sit at the Last. foot of the table by three games. Adelaide, who are now 8-17, they have declined the request from Tasmania to have some fans. And, again, I'm sure there would have been some pro bono conversations happening in terms of let's, you know, scratch each other's back. There'll be zero people there again, which is absolutely ridiculous. Like, if you're the New Zealand coach, wouldn't you be saying, look, guys, you know what we're going to do here? 
We're gonna we're gonna play in the cauldron. We're, we're, let's let's try and get something out of it. Go and ask those players. Do you want to play in front of no one, or when you want to play in front of four thousand seven hundred forty-two people? I just cannot believe that. I got a text there from Ollie Divinito before. He said, "Well, why don't you change it to Moona Stadium then?" <laughs> you know what? I mean, it's just like why. Anyway, we move on. We'll try. No, we're not going to move on. Are you? Are you? Are you talking here passionately from? uh, No, I'm not. From a Tasmanian perspective, or are you speaking from your hip pocket? Because I reckon you've missed. Do you still get to call the game tonight? Or no, I don't. The the New Zealand crew over there will will call those games, which is true. So we do. We do cover the. No, not at all. We do cover the game on SEM with uh, the away. The home team will call that back in New Zealand, but. Not at all. It's about, um, of course, you'd much rather have a full house, what have you, but surely there was a financial gain here for New Zealand as well. I actually don't understand. It's ridiculous. But the window, Jackie Boy, is open, mate, and Adelaide's victory last night um, ensured that there's just a pulse there. The Wildcats have been spluttering a little bit for a while, and almost on the back of when... We beat them over there uh, three weeks ago. But as it stands today, 25 matches Perth. They're 15 and 10. We played 25. We're 14 11. So we can match them tonight on wins. Now, I'm looking at these percentages. I think the only trouble is they're certainly going to have to finish probably a game in front. Um, so maybe they could allow... If they could win three, that gives Tasmania... Win their last three. So they've got... Let's go through them. We've got New Zealand tonight. Yep, Sunday South plays Mel- South East Melbourne. Yep, in Melbourne. And then back here for Matty Delavadova's show and Melbourne United in town, the champions next week. So you win all those three, you're on 17 wins. Big wins, win- that would be a big, big win if they could win all three of them. It would. We'd love, so the Wildcats can still win one more and we could finish one in front. Now, Illawarra's there, they lost last night an epic game. I saw the, only the highlight package this morning. That was a classic to Sydney, who won 13 in a row. Uh, Illawarra are on 17 wins. So they're still not absolutely secure, but the Wildcats are the one we want. So tonight, it's massive. You just you can't stumble on a game like this, as we know. Uh, yes, certainly. It's very, very exciting. So uh, I might try and get along to the John Kane Arena on Sunday and watch him play against South Wales Melbourne Phoenix. It's going to be... Oh, I just hope we win. Just hope we win tonight. Just to well, keep it alive. To not, to keep just it to keep it, the pulse there. It'd be absolutely awesome. Other sport happening this weekend, of course. Today, Good Friday, we've got uh, North Melbourne playing Western Bulldogs at 4.20. I'm actually watching a game uh, on the internal TV here at SN Studios, and I think this started a rivalry. Sydney are playing West Coast tonight, yes. but they've thrown a game up from 2005. Do you reckon that's when the rivalry started in that grand final between Sydney and uh, West Coast? Well, and they had a run there over that three-year period, 2005-6-7. I think five game, four games in a row was less than a kick. Or was it five games in a row less than a kick? They had a tremendous period of time. They both won one flag, as we know, which was probably a pretty good result too. Sensational sides. Well, West Coast, they might, they're might they a bit plucky, aren't they? I like what they're doing. They brought some McGovern's big names out. back too. McGovern's yeah, but Shuey's in. Elliot Yeo's in. Um, they're getting a few troops back. McGovern's a big one. He's a bit no Lance Franklin and no Hickey for the Swans, of course. you got a favourite favorite moment between the, the rivalry of Sydney versus West Coast? Do you know what? I watched the 2006 Grand Final for the first time ever about two years ago, and I watched about a half of it. And what I realised coming out of it is that probably the Swans should have won 2006, and I reckon maybe the Eagles should have won the other year around. So it was a really fair and amicable thing, but Goods and Goods and Judd for me. You know, oh, they, you know what my favourite moment is? It's Mickey just... O getting in the face of the 
the awesome. cheer squad over there. With the, the big old, pie. Yes. And that guy just sort of not knowing what we to love, say back to We love to Mickey O. Tiger's the focus. Tiger's the focus. Yes. So what, I need to turn this back onto you because yep. um, I've I've got you as a, as a middle-of-the-road team. Um can you start to string something together? That's that's what I want to know. Well, look, I, I, I think well we've led all of our games at three quarter time, so quite yeah. could be quite comfortably sitting here at four and zero. We sit at two and two. And blues blew you away. The Blues did. Yeah, so did uh, so did St Kilda in that last quarter. Yes. But we start to get a bit of cavalry back. Obviously, myself and Dion come back last week. This week, big addition uh, is obviously Nick Bloston. Huge. Tell me what he means to you, blokes. Uh, I think he's probably top three interceptors in the competition. Yes. Um, he's, 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 Tom Stewart comes back for Geelong this week as well. So they're those sort of players that can play tall, play small. But Vloston's huge, huge in for us. So we look forward to, to getting him back. Uh, now, how did Kane Lambert go last week? Kane Lambert. little run around? I, I asked him. I said, how did you go? And he goes, oh, I played well. And then... Very, um, very coy uh, and and very deflective. Kane Lambert on on how he's gone, but he had fifteen touches, I think, in the VFL. So he's going to roll around again for another uh, half to three quarters in yes. the VFL on Sunday um, out uh, out at Preston, which is very exciting for him. So uh, from what was a, I think it was reported um, in the news. I'm not sure. It might have been the Herald Sun reported. That he wasn't going to play again for six months. Now it was pretty, uh, pretty good to have him um, have him back and, and and in the team. So hopefully we can uh, we can see him in the in the ones pretty soon. What about the meatball, the big meatball and spaghetti operator and <laughs> Dion Prestia? Just what 30. about his? Oh my just gosh, thirty, just thirty last week. He was pretty pretty impressive. Well, Flash, I did put the call out for, yes. for our memorable moments. Um, oh, Steve Wall was a good a good one too. Very, very funny. SCG. I loved oh. when they went to, um, I'm, I can't think of the guy's last name, Dave, uh, the comedian. And Hugh, he Hugh. was, uh, no, not Dave Hughes. He was knocking the stumps in with the face of the bat. And it was the bat that Steve Ward used <laughs> in that famous 100 that he made in the last ball um, yep. at Sydney in, in the Ashes. Uh, off the text, Dusty's 2020 grand final goals, all four Oof. of them. That one comes from Scott yes. in North Hobart. Certainly that last one when he just... Slipped under, uh, I think it might have been Dangerfield that tried to tackle him in the pocket there, rolled around and kicked a nice little snap and then tongue out. Oh, here's another one. Another great one here, Flash. Of course, Dennis Committee with a fantastic call. And snuck up like a librarian. That is Heathshaw smother on oh, my yes. cousin. Sensation. In the 2010 grand final replay. Geez, that was a great call. That was from Jeremy and Launceston. Sorry. That, um, what about... I don't want to make this a Swans conference again. Yeah, what about will. Nick Davis? Nick Davis's four goals. Oh yes! Cats. Come on, that was amazing. Yes, that's a and a wet night. Um, pfft, cheapest. It Another will, one. They don't yeah. win the flag without it. They don't win the flag without it. This is probably grand final defining two thousand nine. Yep. Remember Scarlet come through the middle and just little oh. little toe poker, just just not knocked it through. Just those sort of little moments. Oh, someone's text in here. Carmichael Hunt's winner against the Tigers. Oh, <laughs> Jimmy yeah, Howden, banned like from the show. Banned from the show, that. Like it. Um, who, oh, this, I like this one here. Boyd's 2006 grand final goal, complete with Big Bristler dropping the microphone. You could get you could get Bristler involved in that, couldn't you? Because he obviously he got, got a bit excited and he might have dropped an expletive then as well <laughs> and, uh, and thrown it out there. So... <laughs> 
I'm liking this. I'm liking it. Could any other ones flash man? Could, could we get? Seen. Could we get the Dacos brothers and the old man just doing oh, something there? Peter Dacos like, did do one. I know he did, but can we can we do a modern version with the two boys out there and just that'd be huge. Ah, uh, would be. It's and it's great to see these in, in folklore, and I still can't believe Liam Baker wants his own one recreated after getting. A little cut on the side of his head. Well, it's don't, time. don't pretend you don't love him, mate. He's oh, I love him. He's my favourite player. This is Jack and Flash on SEN, Tassie, and no. Well, there's big games all around the country today, obviously, the two games in the AFL, but there is Tasmanian football on as well. Lots of good footy across the state, and that, of course, is the reigning Premier. Signet will be taking on Sorrell at Signet. Brighton take on Claremont at Pontville. Dodgers Ferry take on the Huonville Lions at home, and Hobart are facing New Norfolk. At the TCA, so a lot of uh, a lot of good SFL games there flashed this weekend. There is, and last night there was a game, of course, up at the TCA ground. Hutchins played Dosa in a beauty, Jack. I think uh, the final result, Dosa getting the result, a little bit of an upset there by seven or eight points. And of course, all those games start at two p.m. So if you are trying to get a footy fix or looking for a footy fix this Good Friday, and don't want to sit down and watch the footy on, well, the footy doesn't start till four twenty in the AFL, so you can get out there. And support local footy early on. Flash, do you know much about the the SEL? We know Signets. Well, look at Signets sitting on top of the table, two and yes. zero. Yes. Cop this for a percentage: three hundred nine point eight six percent. So, the reigning premiers, and they're probably looking like they might do it again. They might be um, old scholars, man. Here, as you know, Jackie boy. Mm. Um, so my focus really moves from the RHA Footy Club, of course, which got off to a bad start last week against some Virgils, but. Signet looking on top uh, in the SFL, looking extremely hard to beat again. Same in the, perhaps in the old skulls. The ships have won the last two flags and St. Virgil's looking super, super hard to beat. So great local footy. The, the Both competitions are terrific now. And it continues that trend, Jack, about uh, almost moving away from state league footy. The mid-20s mm-hmm. boys, they just mm-hmm. want to play local footy. They just want to train once or twice a week. Hence, these local competitions have just got stronger over recent times. So those games again, uh, Signet taking on Sorrell at Signet, Brighton take on Claremont at Pontville, Dodgers at home to Huonville, and of course Hobart to face New Norfolk. It's hot, real hot. That's hot, that's hot, that's hot, that's hot, that's hot. This is hot. It's so damn hot. Not. Love that little one at the end there from Boy. Nah. Welcome back to Jack and Flash on SEN Tassie. And that theme that it means it's time for Hot or Not. Don't forget, text in 0437 552 As always, Flash, it's been, uh, well, you have to answer hot or not, whether you think it's hot news or not news. You haven't picked up on this a little bit. You've been struggling a little bit with that concept of the hot or not. So let's give it a crack today. Okay. I'll, I'll fire out the first question. Of course uh, you talk rubbish at times. <laughs> We have uh, we have seen two more rounds of the fixture being dropped in. Of course, the Sir Doug Nichols round has been uh, released, and we now we know when the games are going to be played. Uh, of course, a big, big two weeks of football there for Australian Indigenous culture, and obviously Australian football culture as well. So, hot or not, the AFL needs to ditch the floating fixture. What are your thoughts, Flashman? We still don't know what's going on past round ten. Round ten, so that's still six, seven weeks away. Yeah, so we know where, where, where sides are going to be playing. Not, yeah. It's I, a not. It's a not. I like the floating fixture. I think it's a Me not too. as well. I, I think um, it allows for more prime time games. And obviously, yes. TV revenue rights are up just around the corner. So, And I maybe would... going forward, they can expand on it a bit. And actually, maybe they're, 
gives us the chance to shuffle the night for when you don't realise those two teams are going to be awesome and come round 18, we can move a couple of things around a little bit more freely, perhaps. That's exactly what I think the AFL are after. But yep, yeah, so definitely. very, very interesting. Now, I'll ask you this one. Hot or not, Paddy Ryder's two-match suspension should have come as no surprise to anyone. Uh, that's hot news. No, two certainly two matches is probably where, where it sits. You look at the grading from the AFL, uh, chose to bump, uh, and once you choose to bump, well, wherever you choose to bump, if there is a head injury... Then... Why don't people get this? Why don't they get this? This has been a long time now, and it's like people keep bringing up like, oh, the game's finished, and oh, the physicality... This has been out for years. Why do people still get confused with this? Um, I probably don't think people don't understand the, the way that Michael Christian works and, and, and the MRO works. It's, it's pretty sort of clear cut. And if it isn't clear cut, they send it straight to the tribunal. And this one here was a, uh, was a bump that resulted in a head high contact. And it Concussion. Was, it was, I think, not, not severe, but it was um, uh, whatever that is, high impact. Uh, yep. So in terms of the force. So they graded out and it falls in a certain sort of barrier and that was two weeks suspension. So um, I think I think what it is, Flash, is that people don't, can't, can't cop it. Like they look at it and go, oh, that's oh, just a bump. But the game's changed. And that's right. It's been changed for, it hasn't changed. Like it's been, it's changed for a long time. So it's been changed for three or four years, this sort of thing. So, but we will keep having those crop up and people will keep, kicking and screaming about them. So that, I'll tell you what does muddy the waters a little bit. It's probably the Willy Rioli one where people thought that may have been a, a week suspension. Uh, uh, well, that was round one, uh, unfortunately. Hot or not, Flash, goal kicking across the board isn't good enough anymore. More time needs to be spent on improving the game's most important skill. What do you reckon, hot or not? Hot. Yeah, and it's something that's as the game evolves and it, every five years, it, it, it's, it looks a lot different to what it does five years ago, but we still haven't, well, I don't know, we're still not good kicks for goals. And I, How often do you see a bloke now just snap one on his left or kick one on his left as well? I know I'm digressing a little bit, but that's the pure skill set, both sides of the body, kicking for goals, I don't know. Do you, look, do you, you, you've kicked 719 of them, you tell me. 718, I'm currently sitting right Sorry. right there next to Rue. Uh, but it, Tom Hawkins spoke about this at AFL 360 during the week about how he'd only just started to discover what works for him. So that's um, what he went through a certain amount of like just techniques, trying new things. And yes. He finally discovered a routine and he's finally in a position mentally where he just has the confidence to go back and kick for goal. Now I think... Um, Are you a better kick now than you were 15, 12 years ago? Oh, just... I don't know. I'd probably I'd be interesting to see the statistics. I think I'd be pretty similar. Would but, be. Mm-hmm. Um, I've certainly gone down the path of I would like to snap it. Um, probably. I mean, if you lose the fifty meter signage yes. as a as a um, as a, a marker, anything outside that towards the boundary, I would would snap. Um, and anything inside that's probably a drop punt. So. And anything outside the 50-metre arc, I usually just kick big torps and they roll straight through the middle. Well, mate, as a poor exponent of the drop punt as I would, I'd snap from 25 metres out directly in front. We see Joe Danaher does um, it a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Uh, Another one here, Flashman. The 2020 AFL Grand Final still not locked in to a a time. And I think the AFL do this so that it gets a bit of traction and we can talk about it on radio. But will it be scheduled to a time? I think the 2020... 
I think the 2020 grand final was being done in one, mate, but I think you're talking about the 2022. 2022, sorry, yeah, 2022. Not. Not. No. What do you think? Just, Where are we going just to? Keeps, traditional? Just, traditional. Just keeps coming up, but... Uh, uh, I've got you, a feeling. I'm going to call it hot news. I reckon. I reckon we're up for a um, a night finish. Why wouldn't Gil go out with a bang? Does Gil want to go out with a bang? Now is this been a real? Is this a real big focus for him? Well, put it this he's way: got, he's got a lot if, of if it's no good, up. if it's yeah. no good, it, it does it fall back on Gil's shoulders? Or just go? Oh, well, we tried something, and this is my last hurrah, and there you go. Well, what do you like? You play both. You played the the only night grand final we've ever seen. Uh, you played. In another in another couple day once, uh, I would I actually quite like the day grand finals, but I'm open 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 yes. to certainly that twilight grand final, which is the one that's being more spoken about with uh, with the terms of the the proposed for for this year. Hot or not, Kevin Sheedy's call to introduce a 25 meter penalty for stand rule and protected area infringements has merit. I like this. I think this is hot news. Um, I think 50 meters is probably too much for. Well, we saw Harris Andrews last night stuck his hands out and uh, got pinged for that. And well, that will be an interesting watch for the rest of the weekend. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think um, I think 50 meters is too much of a penalty for. Not really impeding on the play, um, so maybe twenty five is is the right number. What about yourself? I didn't mind it. Yeah, Kevin, he's still um, he's a he's a wily old cat, isn't he? He's good. No, nah, I like it. Off the text here, we've got Eddie from Sandy Bay. Hot or not, Collingwood. Morning, Eddie. Collingwood were mad to take Jordan to go off last night after kicking his fourth goal and getting them back into the game. That that is hot news, surely. Hot, hot as a pistol. Yeah, Flash, I'm in this. I'm in the inner sanctum of AFL, and I can't explain to you why so many goal kickers go off the ground after they kick a goal. Marcus Adams, last night, who plays in the back line, hasn't kicked a goal for five years. He kicked a goal, and then he decided that he was going to go off the ground. So, look, I, that's got to be hot news, doesn't it? Can you no, explain absolutely. that to me? What's going no, on? I don't understand it, and this is like. Don't you get some momentum? You don't want to go anywhere when you kick a goal. I've never understood it. Hot or not, Mr. Revolt, Jai Menzi will be the next Tasmanian recruited into the AFL after starting in the SNFL so far, or starring, I should say, in the SNFL this season. You had a look at this boy? No, I haven't. I haven't. I'm going to have to refer to you with this one here. Is he... I know there's a couple of good kids that play for North Launceston. We actually trained with a young man prior to the Hawthorne game in the preseason who took my eye. But Jai Menzies, can you tell us anything about him? Well, he's uh, he must be nearly 20 now, or is he still late 19? Um, so he, he started absolutely on fire the last two weeks. Um, and the raving that's coming out of the Sandful um, in terms of his prospects has been significant. So that's good. That will be uh, interesting. Will he be it, more of a mid-season draft than... Possibly? I wonder. Yeah. I wonder. I think, he's a, I think he's a mid-season draft. A lot of Tassie kids have gone across to uh, play in the SANFL, actually. Uh, Oliver Sanders. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ryan Mansell. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ollie Davis as well. There's, yep. a, there's, there's three or four or five of them. And it worked for Ryan Mansell, didn't it? Yeah, certainly. He's pretty close to, to getting a game, Brian, as well. He's not in this week, but he's not, not far away. Another one off the text here. Steve from Glenorchy asks, hot or not, Jack Zebel needs to stay forward uh, for North, North Melbourne. Five pack for, for Jack Zebel, the captain of the, 
the Kangaroos last week. Of course, the Good Friday game today at 4.20, Marvel Stadium. Get on there and donate as well. But should he be playing out of the square, the big bear in the square for his final few years, Jack Zebel? Probably not. But, I mean, he was a revelation last year across half-back, wasn't he, in that sweeping well, role? That he... he was being an All-Australian around half-back last year. Yeah, exactly. And now now he's our key forward. Um, he was pretty good against Swans last week, but... No, I'm not sure about that. I think it's uh, yeah. I, I want him back at halfback where he sets up well. He's, yeah. that, that experience is critical still for North Melbourne, isn't it? As they they're very young. Yeah, no, I think they sort of. Um, I reckon they sort of position him round to where you want your young players are coming through. If you've got a, some decent young halfbacks, maybe play him in the forward line. But good players, Evil. Still good not, not not not. Have you got one for us to finish on here, Flashman? Hot or not, Andrew McDonald's appointment as Australian coach proves that players ultimately run the show in cricket. Oh, <laughs> well, when you put it to me like that, that's hot news. If, that, if that's true, uh, which I, I, I don't think it – I think the process has shown that it's, it's gone through a, a, a rigorous selection panel. Um, and, and I'm not saying that the players' accounts wouldn't be taken mm. – wouldn't be taken as, as good evidence, but I don't think that's the only evidence that the uh, the Australian Cricket Board are using to select Andrew McDonald. Clearly, he's got a good body of work as an assistant coach, obviously yep. coached Victoria for a, a long time as well, successfully coaching Victoria in the Shield Cricket as well. So, no, I think that's um, that is that is uh, if it's put to me like that, that's that's hot news. But I don't think good it's segment. True. I don't think it's, it's true. Good. Another great segment there, Hot News, Not News. As always, you can get involved next week uh, on Hot News and Not News. on uh, Text us in on 0437 552 or shoot us a tweet during the week and we'll collate them and have them ready for next week's show. Hit, hit us up on at SEN Tassie. Welcome back to Jack and Flash. We're here to wrap up the show. But before we go, Flashman, uh, a couple of Tassie teams doing really well. Well, the Tassie men's under-18s team in the basketball. Can you give us a bit of a rundown on what's happening there? Mate, this this is a revolution, semi-revolution. I'm saying they they have now swept Pool A. So Pool A consists of Vic Country, who they beat yesterday by 20, yep. South Australia Metro, Queensland North, New South Wales Metro, and in Northern Territory, who they beat by 60. They're they undefeated. Beat them by 60. They beat them by 60. They they are undefeated at the top of the pool. These kids. Now we've been talking about this for a few years. These kids in Tasmania, boys and girls, by the way, are coming through the ranks are. Absolutely outstanding. The boy Furphy yesterday had 35, 18 and 7, if you don't mind. Um, they are batting way above their average, and it's quite a remarkable story. Finals over the over the next few days of Easter, um, that's something we'll talk about next week. Hopefully, potentially as a champion. Can you think, uh, a little Chip Island, we're just batting above... Our weight again. SA Metro is um, a big win, isn't it? Big country basketball. New South Wales Metro. New yes. South Wales Metro. Yes. It's just so exciting. And it really continues what is happening with basketball in this state, which is awesome. And the men's under 19s cricket, have you got anything wrapped there as well? Well, they're going well, and the girls are going well too. What about Ella Marsh as well, who's yep. Dan's son? She's been Dan starring. Da- Dan's Amy, daughter, I think. Dan's daughter, I should say. Amy Smith's been going well. And Nivethan, rather Christian, he's ambidextrous, so yeah. he's he's doing things with both sides of his body. Um, he is a star, this kid, born in Chennai. Um, it's awesome. There's some just good stuff happening with the kids in local kids at the moment. Another show, Flash Man, but uh, looking forward to, to catching you next week right here. Go Tigers. Go get them. Have a great weekend.